FBI Radio. It is five minutes past ten and I'm very excited because I have Kurt Iverson in the studio with me. Down to Earth is back. Yes, Betty. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Thanks for coming in. Oh, it's always fun. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. We do. Yeah. Uh, we're both saying that we're miffed off just a moment ago. Yep. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about public transport and Kurt, you fired up about the accessibility of so many train stations. Yeah, that's it. This is a big deal in Sydney right now. Um, and we've kind of talked about public transport stuff on Down to Earth before, but today, lift and ramp access is the bee that I have in my bonnet. Um, so if you count all the stations in Sydney and in the Central Coast Line and the Blue Mountains Line and Wollongong Line, about 300 and a bit stations... Um, and only about 170 of them have wheelchair or ramp access so, to the platforms. So it's almost at a 50-50. Yeah, which is, it's like, it's 2018. Yeah. It's a bit of a disgrace, I reckon. Yes. They're just way behind, 50-50. And like, in the Herald this week then, um, there was a story about Redfern Station, which is unbelievably still, it's the sixth busiest train station in Sydney, but it is one of the stations that doesn't have proper wheelchair access um, to all of its platforms. And, yeah, you know, there was a story in the paper this week that, that made me want to talk about this, talking about uh, some leaked documents that had come out of the New South Wales government who are apparently planning to sell a whole bunch of government land right around Redfern Station to fund a proper upgrade for that station. Which is ridiculous, the fact that public land should be sold to then go back into a publicly owned... yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's just such unbelievably prime public land right around here. And it's not the only bit of Redfern and Waterloo that they're looking to sell off right now. But also, I think, yeah, just this idea that basically the only way that we can upgrade train stations is to sell some other public stuff in order to fund an upgrade to some public things. Yeah, it's a bit convenient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, um, it's the same logic that we're just seeing unfolding all over the place, the funding going into libraries and public spaces and blah, blah, blah. Public things are just being sold off at a rate of knots in this town. Yeah. It's got to stop. It's crazy that just down the road so much money is being thrown at something like West Connects, yeah. but we've just chosen to ignore these the problems with our public transport. Yeah, this is it. And look, this thing about lifts, the thing that um, is really important about it and ramps uh, and wheelchair access generally is that obviously when you upgrade those train stations, it, it's the most immediately and most dramatically affected people are people who are Using wheelchairs, yeah. right, and making them um, able to access public transport. But exactly, you shouldn't. If you do have a disability, you shouldn't be having to navigate even more or have to decide how you're going to get somewhere because your local train station doesn't right. have a lift. Exactly. But then you add on to that people with prams and little kids. You add on to that people with bikes, people with shopping, like old people, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, if we look at Redfern as one example, like 17% of the population of that suburb is over 60. Um, so there's a whole range of people across our town that have mobility issues for various reasons, and that stuff really matters to them. And, like, so, you know, I remember when my kids were littler, I was living in Erskineville, and, yeah, it was a really big deal for my mum and dad to come to that place. That's one of the stations that still doesn't have a lift. Um, and to get 
the little, you know, when they were looking after the kids, like to get them up and down the stairs with prams and bags full of nappies and all the other crazy shit that you have to carry around when you've got little kids. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's a hard thing um, for a whole bunch of people. Uh, just side note, be great if more trains stopped at Erskineville anyway. <laughs> side note? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you just sit there on that platform and watch them all sail past, right? I know. That's, anyway, I know. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. That could be the next episode, Erskineville peoples. Yeah. Look, uh, wasn't there a campaign to try to do something about this? Yeah. So, look, in Redfern, uh, it was most active a few years ago. There was a campaign called Live Redfern, uh, and it was successful up to a point, right? So we've now got a situation where two of the platforms at Redfern have a lift as a consequence of that campaign, which is not nothing, but um, the premise being that if you need to use a lift at Redfern and you're not catching a train that comes to one of those two platforms that you should go to Central yeah. um, effectively and then come back to Redfern on that uh, line where you can use the lift. And one of the lifts goes into the second most vulnerable to fire, to, oh. to a fire out of all the train stations in Sydney. Number oh, really? One, fun facts. Number one, Town Hall. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Redfern. Where did you get these fun facts? They're horrible facts. <laughs> look, in, look up um, Town Halls. What would it be called? Fire risk? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're dead. You're dead? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we're going to make people too lift. scared to catch the train don't now. Don't get in don't, the We lift. can't tell them about that. Um <laughs> But look, what besides all these sell-offs, what is the government doing about it, or is that it? Well, look, um, as I was saying, so there um, are a lot of stations without them. So if you just take away the regional network and just look at Sydney, metropolitan Sydney, there's about 178 stations in the city. 61 of them don't have wheelchair access, uh, which is about 34% of them, which is crazy. So that includes like busy stations like Redfern and Petersham and Lewisham on the Inner West Line. And on the Bankstown Line, there's Dulwich Hill and Canterbury, where I live now, where a stack of apartments have just gone up. No lift. Um, uh, a ramp to one platform that's way too steep for anybody on a wheelchair to use it and stairs to the other. So what are they doing about it? They have a thing called the Transport Access Program. Um, which is their kind of program of, you know, working through these stations and trying to uh, install lifts and ramps and other improvements. And, you know, there's a few of those happening every year, no doubt. So the list is definitely getting smaller. Um, but I'm going to get technical just for a second. Yeah, but this, this is matters, right? So there's a um, Disability Discrimination Act. And under that act, the Commonwealth passed um, about 15 years ago a thing called the Commonwealth Disability Standards for accessible public transport. So this was initially through the parliaments in the early 2000s, so plenty of notice, and they basically set a goal in that standard saying that by December 2017, which we are now past, 90% of all train stations ought to have wheelchair access if the government wanted to protect itself from any oh. discrimination cases under really? the Disability Discrimination Act. So... We're behind um, on the schedule. Now, it's meant to be 100% by 2022. So I feel like we've just actually this year entered this kind of zone where actually potentially the government's now opening itself up to sort of, uh, you know, legal cases um, about disability discrimination yeah. um, because of uh, the failure to sort of get all these stations upgraded. Those are... I Thank you for the facts. Facts are good. Yeah, they're better than <laughs> That's right. they're better than number one station. You are dead if I <laughs> <laughs> the 
you. Okay. We're going to take in those facts because that was that was um, a lot and I'm sure there's lots of interesting politics in deciding who which station gets the first upgrades and such. So Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about that just after this song. We are in the middle of down to earth. We're chatting about transport and uh, the lack of accessibility at so many train stations in Sydney. And who will get the first upgrades? Yeah, so that's the thing we should get into. Because as we were saying before the break, so the government has this uh, transport access plan, which is meant to be sort of organising the gradual upgrade of all of our train stations to make them accessible. And so with that plan, they keep a list of priority stations. It's like a kind of ranking of who ought to be next in line for improvements because they're not cheap. Like it costs millions of dollars to get proper lifts into some of these old stations that really haven't been designed for it. So, yeah, there's a list. So who's on top of that list? Who is number one? Yes, well, we don't know. Uh, and that's the kind of rub, right, which is that they uh, conveniently, one might say, they have a list, but they keep it kind of secret. They keep it to themselves. And they say, oh, look, we've got all these, you know, factors that we take into account, like passenger numbers and demographics of the surrounding community, like whether there's, you know, lots of elderly people around, potential for growth uh, if they put a lift in, uh, potential for cost recovery, all that stuff. They say they're doing it all very scientifically, but... We don't know who's on the list. Uh, and that's actually been very controversial. So Joe Halen, who's the um, local MP for Summer Hill in Sydney, in the inner west, actually did a freedom of information request on the New South Wales government a couple of years ago to see the rankings. And after she saw that, she accused the government of using the transport access plan to kind of favour their own peoples and their own marginal seats. Um, and particularly for her, she was sort of looking at places in her neck of the woods like Lewisham and Petersham that don't have lifts um, and that were pretty near the top of the list when the uh, Freedom of Information stuff came through above a place, say, like Beecroft, um, but somehow Beecroft ended up getting its uh, works done before these other two places. So, um, of course, the government rejected the accusation and said, oh, we're building stuff in labour seats too, and what are you talking about? But there's been a whole lot of controversy and back and forth. Um, and just even recently, Jake Solwick was writing in the Herald about this, that, you know, that um, we still, they keep asking for the list. I've been asking for the list as part of the Sydney Alliance campaign I'm involved in. There's a bunch of people asking for the list. They won't give it to us. Yeah, so what are people doing about this? Well, there have been some sort of successful local campaigns around this issue. So we talked about Lift Redfern. Um, there's local groups all over the place. Like yeah, uh, you just mentioned Sydney Alliance, and they did that great campaign in Arncliffe. Yeah, yeah. And so I was involved in that a few years ago. So the Alliance, for those that don't know about it, is a kind of big alliance of different community organisations and trade unions and churches and uh, faith-based groups and stuff that are all coming together to work on a bunch of issues. Affordable housing and transport are two of the big issues they've been working on. And so, yeah, a really active kind of local group in the Alliance, particularly led by the um, Pakistani Women's Association that's sort of based down in that part of the city um, and the Inner Southwest Community Development Organisation. They were like, 
sat down and did their listening to their community about like what's the big issue in your community and for uh, a lot of folks around there the lack of a lift at the train station was really making their lives horrible so you know they yeah you know really dug in over a couple of years mobilized the different organizations in their community and they were lucky enough to be in a kind of a marginal seat so they really got in the grill of their local mp who was a liberal mp at the time and were like this is going to cost you if you don't do something about it. Um, and next thing we know, Gladys Berejiklian, when she was the transport minister, kind of, you know, caught the train out to Wyncliffe and made the big announcement that, yes. She came to the station and I, b- I believe is the tale that the MP tried to swoop in and take credit. Yeah. It <laughs> was to take like, credit for the, for the it, campaign when it was these yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was a funny day that we sort of got word through back channels that, he had, you know, put out a press release saying to journalists, come down to Arcliffe Station on the morning, I'm going to be there with <laughs> Minister Berejiklian to take credit for all this bloody hard work. So we mobilised our people. We got 20 or 30 people down there and made the minister actually recognise the work that these just, you know, elderly community members had done and getting themselves organised and really pushing this MP to do something about it. So, yes, it was good. Good little example of a community win. But the trick with all this stuff is, right... Um, is that in one way that what we won there was that Arncliffe got to the top of the list, which meant that presumably somebody else got pushed off the top of the list. So it's kind of a really important win for that community. But the question is, how are we going to get a win for the whole city here? You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, what what does the future look like? What, uh, yeah, I don't like, and I think that you know, I um, through the alliance. Um, and some of the organisations that are involved in it, we're going to really try and ramp up on this issue amongst others on transport before the next election in March next year. And part of what we're going to try and do is just get all the different local groups that are working on this issue together and try and say that actually it's not just about Erskineville mm. and Redfern and Arncliffe and one-by-one one stations, but actually we're all concerned about this issue and we need the government to speed things up for yes. the whole city. I think they're doing... Sorry, side note. Go ahead. I think... Is um, more death and destruction involved? (laughs) Cross-promote. I think the Sydney Alliance are doing a really good campaign on housing affordability as well at the moment. And if that's something you care about, there's a rally today. Yeah. (laughs) There's a rally today at New South Wales Parliament, 12 o'clock. Get on down there. Give it a plug. Oh, yeah. So, uh... What else have we got, Kurt? Well, I reckon that's <laughs> it for the week. But listen, if this is one of those things, I guess this is the other thing that even the Arncliffe story does show, that if this is something that you care about, then actually who are the people around your train station that might help you get a little campaign going um, and get in touch with us? Give it a push, you know, because uh, the one thing about having something like the Alliance working on this campaign is that we've got a whole bunch of resources that the people in Arncliffe developed. We've got all this information about the disability standards, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, actually, it doesn't take a huge amount to just find some other folks in your community mm. and start having a push with your local MP on this issue. Um, and, yeah, getting in touch with other people who are doing the same thing. Have a chat at the train station. Maybe yeah. Don't look at your phone. Totally. I mean, they, they went down there. They just, you know, they just went down there. Even it takes only half a dozen people to commit to this for a couple of weeks with a little petition and some leaflets and have some conversations as people are waiting for their train. Yeah, easy done. It's very nice. Exactly. All right, Kurt. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that Down to Earth is back. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Uh, We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes, ma'am. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.